when when you get something for free as a consumer, you don't say, "Hey, well, last time this was free." Yeah. Because you know that the next, you know, automatically in a capitalist society, that that free thing is no longer free. Mm-hmm. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice, and I'm David Bosher, and you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, where we teach you to salon differently. If you are still using a front desk in your salon, it may be time to future-proof your business with Aura Salonware. Aura allows you and your team to check clients out from any device. That means there's no need for a front desk or front desk overhead. What's even more amazing is that clients can check themselves out using the Aura app from their own device. With Aura Salonware, you can finally let technology streamline your business. Start removing your front desk today by visiting aurasalonware.com slash DTH to receive special discounts and promos. Are you exhausted trying to get your team to understand the cost of product use? Let's jump into the future with SalonScale. Have more proactive conversations with real numbers that can help create less waste. SalonScale software is a pro stylist app that gets your team educated on the real costs of doing business. SalonScale is a great solution for wasting less color and making more profit. Visit salonscale.com slash DTH and use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. Have you ever been an apprentice? I have not. You haven't? No, I was one of the lucky ones. Oh my God. I, I went straight from school Sorry, to... wait, that's the end of the show. I thought we were going to share shows about being apprentices. I went straight from hair school into another program that teaches you how to be a teacher. So it was like it was it was a test program. They never did it again after that. And so <laughs> I was that. they literally worked with me in learning the techniques of the school I went into. So they grabbed you right out of school. Yeah. And then um I went into the salons and work and taught in the salons and then I went back to work for them because you know, when you're held captive, you want to go back to Yeah, Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah. So I okay, I did a few apprenticeships. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you're anyone... Tell your story, dude. Yeah. I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to be honest about it. It was horrible and abusive. <laughs> I, like many of you listening, have done not one apprenticeship, mm-hmm. not even two. Because if you switch salons, you got to do it all over again. Your ass <laughs> credits like, don't count. But like probably four or five different oh programs. So I'll start with my first one. I was fresh out of school. Um, I worked for a woman that I talk about all the time. And... The training program that she had was I had to come in every Monday at a certain time and I had to bring in a model, which ugh, I had to bring in a model. <laughs> and let you let me just point out though that everybody I, that's ever had to bring in a model. I just want to point out that I'm new to this city that I mm-hmm. am working in. So I don't know anyone. So, and social media wasn't a thing then. You couldn't no, even absolutely like, not. And so um trying to bring in models, trying to, you know, do whatever. She was a owner that didn't really care that much, so eventually just kind of faded. Like mm-hmm. I like her Mondays got booked up, and she's like, I don't have time. <laughs> so that was you're that. good, you're taught. <clears throat> then I went to another salon later on, and they wanted to do testing out, which I guess is an apprentice program, but it's like I had to show them I could do what I said I could do, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So I did all that, and then there was some things they didn't think I was very good at. So then I had to come in every certain whatever on a certain time and I would have to train with their educator person and that was another one. <laughs> then I went to another salon where I went into a full-on assistant program where you had to be an assistant for, for a like, year. 
no, two, two years. Two years. And this was interesting because they paid you really well. Nice. So I got paid like at the time, which was a lot of the time, especially when you're young. I got paid like $12 an hour. Yeah. Um, in 2000, early 2000s. And which I think most people were getting paid like five, yeah, four, like depending minimum, on the state. Yeah, exactly. So I was getting paid really well for where I was in life and what I was doing. And I was uh, assisting and doing all that. But then I had to come in and also do models and things like that. But uh, the at that space, I probably got the most education. But there was another stylist. That, well, there was another assistant assistant, I guess, an yeah. apprentice there who was well, yeah. <clears throat> in her 30s. At the time I was in my, I wasn't even 20 yet. And I go, how long have you been here? And she said, oh, I've, I've been here for like 13 years. Oh. And I, I And like, she wasn't on the floor. No, no, no. She's in, a, she's in. Wait, a, pause. <laughs> I was like. 13 years. Yeah. And I go. Being held captive. Hold As on, an it gets better. It gets better. I go. Did you at least get a pay raise. Yeah. So I go. Oh, that's a long time. Like I go. You don't want to do hair? She said. Well, I do, but you know, I've been waiting for a chair to open up. That's number one. <laughs> God, and don't. they just they pay me so well. I think she was like getting a raise. So I think she was like over twenty dollars an hour. I mean, she's like, I get paid really well. You know, I had a kid, and so I gotta keep the steady income. And I just was like staring at her. Her dream just gone. Not judging her Flushed for what she did because I. Oh, it makes sense for survival. Like, yeah. But I was like, oh my God, I can't stay here. Like, I, yeah. I can't wait. For, I can't wait two years, let alone 13, 13. years to be considered uh, a hairdresser. By the time she gets a chair, she's still waiting for a chair. I she's just, still <laughs> there. She's making good money. But I, <laughs> but I remember just being like kind of staring at her and being like, oh my God, all of these. It, if you're if you're watching, you can see me do the air quotes. But if you're listening, I just did air quotes. All of these apprenticeship programs or these training programs are really not <sighs> built to. They're not set up for people. what they're marketed for. Right. They're marketed to make sure that you are getting consistent education and that you're advancing your career and you're gaining the skills to prolong your cutting or coloring life. Right, your hairdresser life, but. What happens is the salon needs help because of two reasons. They're maybe not charging enough, so they're double, triple, quadruple booked. Um, Maybe some stylists just don't want to do some of the things. They need help. It's okay to have an assistant. And because of that, they don't want to not have assistants. So they market it as like this two-year thing, but then the two years comes up and then they have to be like... There's no room on the floor. There's no room on the floor. And what sucks is every time I've talked to an owner where they have this model, I'm like, this is abusive. You have to have and provide a growth opportunity or we're not doing it at all. Like there has to be chair waiting the whole time, which chair, having your own chair is a whole different thing. Yeah, we have a solution for that. mm -hmm. It's called Aura and you heard their (laughs) ad at some point in this (laughs) episode. But the thing for me is there's so many issues with the way that we do apprenticeships. But the biggest thing for me is the time frame. Yeah. You cannot expect someone who just spent a year or two years or however long it took them to go through cosmetology school. Some people take breaks, yeah. And I now break. it's upward of anywhere from 15 to 40 grand, depending on the school and the brand that yep. you're associating yourself with. And then, well, then add in, you can get a loan. Yeah. So now you're in debt mm-hmm. when you start your career. It's just, 
I mean, that's... I have a whole... That's a whole other episode. Education don't, 101. Don't even go there. Not till that episode, which I'm not ready to have. <laughs> ready to have that conversation. But the number one thing that I think needs to be changed with the apprenticeship programs out there are the time frame. So again, you can't expect someone to go through school for two years or upwards and then have them go out into the workforce to then make minimum wage for two years. Yeah. You just and then they hope to get a chair. The thing that we teach our students who work with us is if you're gonna have a program at all, which you don't even have to have yeah, an apprentice you don't program. Have to have They're not one. a requirement. But if you're going, you also don't even have to provide education. Exactly, I know. Yeah. There's so many, so many silly people out there doing silly things. <laughs> if you uh, want to, cool. If you don't, also cool. <laughs> but um, so I gotta readjust here. <laughs> but uh, the biggest thing is, we tell our students to really focus on creating a, an apprenticeship program or a training program that's six months or less, mm-hmm. and our or less being or the less exaggerated phrase. The reason we say six months or less is for a few reasons. One, six months or less allows, it should be enough time for someone who went to school to be prepared to go on the floor. And if it's not, then you have to consider if they're ready to work at your space because there are other environments that they'd be fine in. Mm -hmm. Your salon isn't the only salon and your way of doing things isn't the only way of doing things. But this having a six month or less program to get them up to par is okay to have. But it's also okay to say, listen, we're we're in month three and you're not getting the yeah. things I need you to get. So I don't know if this is going to work. So it's not a three month... So you can also protect your business. Yeah, versus- it's, not a, it's not a six month program and then they automatically get something. It's a six month program and within those six months, we're determining if they're going to work here or not. Mm-hmm. Versus and- keeping someone a year just because you need a, hair, you need a stylist or an assistant to help and then firing them. I've seen that too, where they have nowhere to place them, so they let them go after a year and take some other poor soul out of yep. school and bring them in. I hear a lot, David, six months is not enough to prepare people for doing hair. But then I remind them, you're not the cosmetology school. Mm-hmm. You're not... That, you're not a, And you learn through experience. Yeah, you're not a training program. Like, I get what people are saying. Like, if you want to be a school or you want to train people longer, that's fine. But financially speaking, anything longer than six months at minimum wage. And I do think that minimum wage is fine for an apprentice because at the same time, they're going to have to start figuring out how to take clients, how mm-hmm. to transition from what they're currently doing to this. To but, commission. Yeah. So I think it's, it's... And even when they go on commission, if they are still not at the level that they should be, that's where they come off at a lower hourly rate, right. you know? And then they grow up. But I think that's the one missing key point with these assistant or apprenticeship programs is that, one, they don't allow them to take clients, which they did in hair school. <laughs> I know, They right? took clients yeah. in hair school. I mean, when we were educators for hair school, our students were taking it was a six, salon. seven clients a day a by salon. the end of their, you know. So I know there are some here. I went there to a, are. There I went are. to a hair school where I had one client a week. Yeah, there are. But now, so you they went from that environment to now and doing nothing and then they're still, you know, the, the reality is allow them to have days where they are fully a hairdresser. Yes, there can be a waiver signed. Um, maybe there is, there's no charge. It's a model day, but allow them to have 
an entire clientele on Fridays, you know? And then those clients can pre-book with them. And then next thing you know, in two months, they're on the floor and those clients are now paying them. When you mentioned free, a lot of times apprenticeship programs, if they do let them take clients, Mm -hmm. they will do it at a discounted rate. Yeah. We do not recommend discounted rates ever Mm -hmm. for anything. But free is good. And the reason we say that is because when you start discounting prices, whether you're an apprentice or you're just trying to get people in the door, when you start discounting prices, you signal to the consumer that you're all that you are overcharging them, mm-hmm. and it starts to train them to wait for your discounts, to wait for promotions, because they don't think that what you're doing is worth the value that you've put it at, mm-hmm. you price it at. So, or they get the promotion and then they go, you know, last time I got this for less. Yeah. Or they start to... Can I go to your other, you yeah, know, they start to kind of person like, that's discounted? They kind of like bargain. You've created a bargaining system in, Versus in the having business. a, once you're a model, once you've been in once, yeah, when you, you cannot return. When you do free, <laughs> the consciousness is different. When, when, when you get something for free as a consumer, you don't say, hey, well, last time this was free. Yeah. Because you know that the next, you know automatically in a capitalist society that that free thing is no longer free. Mm -hmm. But discounts is a different thing. Mm -hmm. So when you allow discounting for apprenticeships, you've already set them up for failure because now they have to, that whole, I have to up my price and I'm scared starts with, that. it starts there. Yeah. Also, if it's free for the first time and the client knows that they're, They've signed the waiver. They know that this person is in training or, you know, whatever. And then you're also teaching this hairstylist to potentially give this, not necessarily pre-book, but to say, hey, I want to see you back in a couple weeks, blah, 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 or whatever the time is. You can either book now or you can book, you know, week of, that's fine too. And basically say to the client, like, you're now a client. So then that client becomes a paying client. So by the time they are done with the apprenticeship, they could potentially have a solid day or two of clients that are consistent. I think that's a, what we are doing. We're building their clientele. And I think that uh, I think salons that have programs think that's what they're doing. They're not. <laughs> and that's not what they're doing. They're usually their programs are usually keeping people in poverty for too long. Not allowing crushing their dreams, crushing their confidence Mm -hmm. by making them do everything when they can't. Um, I I'm not a fan of the bring. You got to go find a model and bring someone in. Mm -hmm. I don't. If you're going to require that, yeah, you need to provide it. Yeah. So if I want to see someone, if I want to see that you can achieve something as the owner, I'm going to provide the model in which you're going to show me that you can achieve that. Yeah, you can't pull someone off the street and do a specific technique. That might not work for them, but you got one person on the street to say yes to you. Yeah, to, you can't pull your cousin you know? <laughs> from middle school out and of school. And beg them to cut all their hair off. Yeah, and then say, I'm going to do a French bob, but her hair is down to her butt. We're not, yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. So I, as the as the salon owner who's requiring this of you for your employment, I'm going to provide that model for you. What I recommend for salon owners that do this is to have a list of model clients that mm-hmm. you can use. You can build that list. You can have that list you know, growing. But the reality is... It's also a way to give back to to the community. community. 
What if you could still give your clients great hair with less products? What if that product line made you money with less inventory on the shelves? What if that product line was also made with gentle ingredients, is biodegradable, and the packaging is refillable? All this may seem impossible, but with Hair Story, it is possible. Hair Story is a brand that is equal parts mindful as it is great hair. Give your clients amazing products while filling your bank account with extra cash. Ready to try new wash for free? Visit hairstory.com CTH to get pro access today. Keeping people trapped in apprenticeships. I mean, I just remember, again, looking at that woman being like, you've been here for 13 years. I don't even think she knows she's trapped. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's Stockholm syndrome. Like, we said, like she's, she's like, like we're happy here. No, and she goes, I remember her saying, I love it here. They're so good to me. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they, listen, I don't think they're bad people, but it's like, yeah, they're good to you because they don't want you to leave, but they also don't want you to grow and you're going to have to take a risk at some point. I wonder where she is today. If she's, if you're listening, I don't know her name. <laughs> I don't remember, I don't want to say the salon's name, but she'll know. If, if you are a salon owner and your consciousness right now is to just have this program to help your full-time or profitable stylist, it's going to fail miserably. If you have people assisting right now or in some sort of apprenticeship program that you've created and there is no future, you have no quote-unquote chair, right, for them. Um, one, you should go listen to an episode that we did on station sharing, which is last year sometime. I don't know where it is. I don't know. It's in there. And really kind of get that concept because there's no reason that there should ever not be a chair unless someone is working from open to close in every chair all day long. And that's, and that's why not we've happening. teamed up with Aura. <laughs> Station sharing at your fingertips. But it, <laughs> but I, no, but it's true. Like, I mean, it is true that Aura does that and helps you with that. But it, it's one of those things where salon owners also start to use uh, apprenticeship programs or training programs as onboarding. Yeah. Like, oh, it's my onboarding program. No, onboarding, onboarding is, like is like getting your email set up. Yeah, an and, hour top. Let's yeah. get tax information email. Let's yeah. show you the booking system. Let's show you around. Let's <laughs> get you acquainted with the business. Yeah, training is not mm. onboarding. And the other thing is salons, there's so many salons out there that they think that something that makes them different and unique is that they provide education. Yeah. It's not different and unique. Either you do or There's you don't. There's Instagram for free on, or Instagram, education for free on Instagram. There's Everywhere. Have you ever been on TikTok? Have you been to YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's, you could. It's not unique enough anymore that you to provide be the education. And then... So you could be a toxic fucking salon, <laughs> oh, but you get a free haircut <laughs> class every quarter. So four times a year, I provide this class of me teaching the class. There's also this thing where people were like, well, I want everyone in my salon to blow dry hair the same. Yeah. That's that's a cult. <laughs> oh, that's a horrible, yeah. horrible idea. But they should <laughs> learn how to do hair. They should learn how to blow dry hair according to the style and type of hair. Yeah. Not... Based on their client's needs. Yeah, not and based what they're on creating. like, oh, this is... We do a... We all hold it here. We throw it over our shoulder. <laughs> I stick it under my leg and through my shoelace. And then I flip it around with a back flick kip. I, I, Bam. I feel like um, the early 2000s were all about like how to hold your tools in a cool way. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally, that's why I said the shoulder thing. Remember you would pop it in you your put nook? put the blow dryer in yeah. your nook. Or um, I also remember being 
literally so embarrassed by an educator that came to teach at one of the salons I was working at. And I remember using clips and he's like, you're using clips? Like, well, what, what he is. He didn't use clips to blow dry. He would just move the hair out. I was so embarrassed for using clips that I learned how to blow dry hair without clips, which is absolutely possible. But oh, I also, love a clip. But also like... I love a clip. The clips are made for that. If I want to clip the hair out of the way so I can focus on a section... Have you ever tried to blow dry really thick ass hair? Yeah, you need a damn clip. Sometimes I just use a comb and I go... And I shove it. Yeah. And the comb <laughs> holds it if it's thick enough. But, but also like... What? But yeah, that was a whole different thing. <laughs> or the palming of the shears and you mm-hmm. can spin them like they're yeah. like, you know what? I'm That's gonna say a hair it. show. I'm going to say it we right now. We learned that a hair show. All hair tool tricks were created by men, white straight men in the hair industry because they want to feel like they're playing with like guns. Oh. And like they hold their blow dryer like this <laughs> and they put it in and then they take out their shears like I wish I know you can't see me if First you're off, listening, I'm, but it's a show. It's a it's like full a gun on show. show. But it's I'm like cut my damn bangs. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> put that put that away. I don't know about everybody else, but I uh I put my blow dryer between my legs. You do? Yeah, like I when I don't I, when I'm blow drying and, I'm, and then I, I don't know like, what I do with it anymore. I put, them, I, even... I put it between my legs. I I feel like where I I always have like something accessible to put my blow dryer down anymore. I don't put it in my shoulder anymore. I also will blow dry, turn it off, set it down. Yeah. And then section. Oh my God. I can't. Pick it up. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, what do I, do I even do hair? I don't even know like what I do. But that's the thing is like. I'd have to like. But it's also not the same for every client. It's whatever I need to do. Yeah. You're like, hold this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I worked, seeing it in another place, I. (laughs) I was an apprentice. I worked at a salon in New York City when I first moved there. That was the hardest apprenticeship because I had already had 10 years of, of being a hairdresser under my yeah. belt. And an educator. And, and an educator. And then I was all of a sudden like starting from the very beginning. It was mm-hmm. very hard. Um, and it was one of those places where you had to learn how to do it their way, section hair their way, blow dry their way. And this person had two assistants on each person. So it was like you're blow drying hair, but you have and there's three people. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, this is not... <laughs> this is a show. It's a show, but also, like, it's not... Um, What's the word? Uh, when you're trying to make things easy, like, go faster and easier. Like, it's not... Productive. Yeah, it's not productive. For <laughs> Streamlined, the, it's simplified. Not, it's not productive. None of that. For the environment. You're like, I don't know... If, if you're a hairdresser and you've worked with other people and you're blow, both blow-drying hair together, you're hitting each other's oh, blow-dryer yeah. and your brushes are... And the clients are, can tell that... And the client's like, what is going on? These people's spirits are crushed. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think like the biggest solution that I would say for when... when if you're going to have a program, it needs to be six months or less mm-hmm. because if you're doing more than that, now you're just a school. Yeah. Right? Like it's a year of school, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's six months, or, six months or less. It should determine if someone should or should not work for you. You should be it's trial period. You should pay the person minimum wage, and the reason you want to pay them minimum wage is because you want them to not get addicted, like that woman I talked about earlier, uh, to the role of a an apprentice. You want them to start making real money. And by the way, if someone is really good and they don't need six months, be done in one yeah. month. Just move on. Also, allow them to take clients during that time and exactly. build their clientele. So that there is a clientele to go to when they are done. If someone knows how to blow dry hair, let them blow dry hair. If they know how to do uh, barbering, let them do barbering. But like, don't keep someone in a program just because that's the program. 
That's so annoying. Sometimes programs need to shift. Yeah. And someone's, maybe someone's already better than everything that you have. Mm-hmm. So those are our tips. If you, if you need more, obviously working with a coach is really good to like clarify what you can and or I guess and what, what you should needs. and should not do. Yeah. But I think just like basics, if you're like, I don't know what I should do when someone comes from out of school and wants to work here, six months or less, minimum wage, get them on the floor as fast as possible. And if you can't do that, don't have one at all. They got to get the chop. They got to get the chop. Or yeah, or don't have one. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Moving gratuity was a weird thing because I knew that it would affect the team in a weird way. And I would definitely have to have more confrontation than I had had with them before. 